Dear friends, thank you for joining us during the National Prayer Campaign for America, led by the Institute of Christ the King. During this prayer campaign, we make the daily commitment for the recitation of the Rosary and imitating a virtue contained therein, a fervent act of contrition, and the St. Michael prayer. Our national prayer campaign would be incomplete if we did not accompany this prayerful effort with spiritual nourishment. In this conference, we hope to show some aspects of the missionary spirit in accordance with the charism of the Institute of Christ the King and pulling from a couple of our patrons, notably St. Francis de Sales and our secondary patron, St. Therese of Lisieux. To love is to be a missionary. To be a missionary is to love. We are regularly united in the same Church of God, regularly united to heaven by divine liturgy. But then we get thrust back into the world, a world that does not know God, or worse, a world that offends God, and that persecutes his disciples. We're still living in a world that suffers from a lack of faithful members of the church for the greater scandal of all. We are persecuted from without and from within. Hence this opportunity to reflect upon the supernatural virtue of charity and the missionary spirit. St. Francis de Sales, Doctor of Divine Charity, teaches us that, quote, Salvation is known by faith, it is prepared by hope, but it is only obtained by charity. Charity is the greatest of the three theological virtues. Charity alone remains eternally. In heaven there will no longer be faith, for we shall see God face to face. In heaven there will no longer be hope, for we shall have arrived at our eternal destination. But in heaven there will be charity, because Deus caritas est. God is charity. And we shall live by that love, for that love, and in that love, for all eternity. Charity consists in loving God above all things and loving our neighbor as ourselves for the love of God. We will be judged according to our charity. St. John of the Cross said, When the sun sets on your life, you will be judged based on your charity. Yes, each and every one of us will be judged on our love of God and our love of neighbor the two being intimately linked. But charity is not just any kind of love. We cannot just love in any kind of way. The spouse in the Song of Songs sings, he has put in order the charity within me. There is thus a hierarchy in charity. We ought to love God above all else. 
It is He that has loved us first. And He has loved us to such a point as to give us His only Son on the cross for our salvation, and that salvation of the whole world. We must then love our neighbor with such a self-sacrificing love. He who does not love his brother whom he sees, how can he love God whom he does not see? St. John tells us in his first epistle. We do not truly love God if we do not love our neighbor. And we do not truly love our neighbor if it is not in God, through him and with him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit. And so our missionary spirit possesses two sources flowing from this double charity. Let us first consider the missionary spirit in light of the love of God. If we were truly inflamed with the love of God, we would only speak of Him. And ourselves, filled with the love of God, we would seek to transmit that love and render others participants of that love. If you see a beautiful marvel in the sky, say a rainbow or a comet, what's your reaction? Isn't it to tell others that they may see the rare phenomenon and share in your joy? Even more so when it is the beauty of the faith at stake. We who see the truth of the faith should be filled with the desire to communicate it to others. St. Francis de Sales illustrates this point beautifully. Quote, just as those who are in love with a natural love are always thinking about their loved one, their heart filled with affection for the beloved, their mouth full of praise for the beloved, and at every tree they pass, they carve the name of their loved one on the bark. So too, those who truly love God cannot stop thinking about Him, live for Him, sigh after Him, speak of Him. And if it were possible, they would engrave on the chest of every person they met the holy and sacred name of Jesus. This same love of God fueled the missionaries of all ages. If they did not have this inflamed love, they would not have left the comforts of their homeland. If they did not have this burning desire, they would not have endured such sacrifices to bring the saving name of Jesus to unknown territories and peoples. This brings us to the second source of a genuine missionary spirit, the love of neighbor. If we truly love our neighbor, we desire his good. The love of Christ impels us. 2 Corinthians. Our charity, enlightened by faith and rooted in God, knows that the greatest good for our neighbor is his eternal salvation, and that it is by the Holy Roman Catholic Church 
that he'll make it. Our neighbor needs to believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But as St. Paul reminds us, how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone to preach? How can people preach unless they are sent? Pushed onward by our charity, we have thus a great duty to bear witness to the truth of Christ, the Savior. This is the theological route. But you might be asking, what can you do? What can you do? Being your everyday Catholic in the world, and not just any world, but in a world hostile and cold. In a world where perhaps you don't always even feel the support of the clergy. Dear faithful, the answer is easier than you think. Live truth in charity. For by the love that you have for one another, they will recognize you as disciples of Christ. And it was by charity that Christ conquered the world. Remember what many saints have counseled us. Go out and preach every single day, but only when absolutely necessary, open your mouth. This means that our Catholic comportment animated by charity, is a divinely efficient evangelization. Reviving true Catholic culture in all aspects of our daily life will bring about not only the restoration of this church, but the restoration of civilization. If a priest is not acting like a priest, then treating him like a priest is a profound, restorative solution. How do we respond to our Lord's commandment, which is a commandment of charity, to go forth and teach all nations? I offer you an answer that is very simple, but not simplistic. Pray and love. Yes, pray. Pray because a conversion is a supernatural grace which can only be obtained by sacrifice and prayer. Prayer knows no limit, neither of time nor place. And it is because of all of the prayers and sacrifices recited and offered for the salvation of souls that a nun who never left her cloistered convent, is co-patron of the missions and missionaries. Without a prayer life, a St. Francis Xavier does not exist. Without a St. Therese, the little flower, the apostolic effort of the missionaries, like St. Francis Xavier, bears no fruit. Without monasteries chanting the divine office day and night, the missionary effort is without its vivifying source. Without families that pray 
and support religious vocations, your missionaries of tomorrow will not exist. Without your prayers and sacrifices, without your charity and generosity, without your daily efforts to grow in holiness through your God-given state in life, your missionaries of today will bear no fruit. So the law is in your courts. Pray. Put the communion of saints in motion. A soul that rises to sanctity lifts up the whole world. The restoration of Catholic culture begins with this new generation of saints. By your personal holiness and charity, you will prove that indeed God is love and that everyone is called to participate in that love because our Lord died for all on the cross. And who is at the foot of the cross? Who is the queen of martyrs? Who is the queen of missionaries? Who lived to the fullest all that we have just talked about? Personal holiness, love of God, love of neighbor, missionary spirit, self-sacrifice. It is none other than the Blessed Virgin Mary. Yes, she bore Jesus Christ and gave him to the world. She is the missionary par excellence. She is the holiest of creatures. She, by being the mother of our Savior and by uniting all her sufferings to those of her Son, is co-redemptrix and queen of martyrs. She is the mother of the conqueror, and she has crushed the head of the serpent. And so it is to her that we turn in this moment of need. It is to her that we confide our nation. It is she that we invoke to protect religious vocations, and it is she who obtained for us the graces we need to transform our souls, our nation, and the world. Amen.